Mistress Darby here, and hello my frisky fellow worshippers of the human form. This episode is for those of us that appreciate a well-painted nude. Today I will be introducing you to one of my favorite paintings, a painting that shocked the world in the 19th century and still to this day presents controversy, or should I say, controversy. We can never resist a good pun over here in our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun, so get your art history strap-on, strapped-on, and let's plunge right into this magnificent work of art. Welcome to The Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. As you might have already guessed, based on our Babes of Valhalla Instagram feed and some of the other things that Charlie and I have talked about in previous episodes, we love art. Yes, we both went to art school, and we have connected over our love for the odd, erotic, and grotesque work that we both tend to gravitate towards. Today, I wanted to talk about a painting that I have loved since the moment I saw it in my art history class, a love cemented by when I stumbled upon it in person at the Louvre a long, long, long time ago. This painting is true realism. It's raw, it's fleshy, beautiful, uncomfortable, inviting, and sexy. If you haven't already guessed, we will be talking about the Origin du Monde, translating to English as The Origin of the World by Gustave Courbet. Before you continue with this episode, I challenge you to quickly Google this painting so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't worry, I'll wait. I will do my best to explain it, but I promise you, seeing is believing and it will make a world of difference while I talk about the controversy that this painting has sparked and why this painting is famous and yet rarely seen. So what is the painting of The Origin of the World? This painting by Gustave Courbet was completed in 1866 and is just as controversial today as it was when it was commissioned. It was a private commission and one of several in a collection of like paintings, that is, a collection of erotic art. The origin of the world depicts a detailed view of the female genitalia, and is his most daring creation. It is a famous painting that has the dubious honor of having achieved the epitomum of the paradox. That is to say, it is famous, but not often seen. It is worth noting that this painting does not show the woman's feet, legs, thighs, stomach, hips, chest, hand, arms, shoulders, neck, or head. It only shows the torso and genitalia. And while many find it confronting, others appreciate the talent of Courbet in creating a sexual portrait of the intimate yet life essence of the world. Courbet has managed to convey an impression of the whole woman through a portrait of the genitalia only, resulting in a painting which has become famous for its creativity as well as subject matter. So who was this artist, Gustave Courbet? Well, Gustave Courbet was a largely self-taught French painter, born June 10, 1819, and he died December 31, 1877. Courbet was committed to painting what he saw and nothing else. 
Born in a time when the art that was celebrated was that of mythology, religion, and of dreams. Courbet rejected that romanticism, and he chose instead to paint the people he saw. Farmers, prostitutes, etc. All types of women and men that society thought unimportant. And just as an extra fuck you, he painted them in grand scale. He painted people as he saw them and rejected academic painting and its smooth, idealized nudes. He challenged the idea that eroticism and even pornography were only acceptable in mythological or oneric paintings, meaning paintings of dreams. His independence set an example that it was important to later artists, such as Impressionists and the Cubists. In the Salon of 1857, Courbet showed six paintings. These included young ladies on the banks of the Seine, depicting two prostitutes under a tree. This painting also provoked a scandal. Art critics accustomed to conventional, timeless nude women in landscapes were shocked by Courbet's depiction of modern women casually displaying their undergarments. After increasing his notoriety and sales with the young ladies on the banks of the Seine, Courbet painted a series of increasingly erotic works all throughout the 1860s, and this culminated in The Origin of the World in 1866, which took his erotic art to a new level with full, frontal, realistic, female nudity. While the painting was completed in 1866, it was not publicly exhibited until 1988. This was considered his seminal piece, and it changed the art world forever. Courbet remained a political dissident until his death in 1877. I have always lived in freedom. Let me end my life free. When I am dead, let this be said of me. He belonged to no school, to no church, to no institution, to no academy, least of all to any regime except the regime of liberty. Gustave Courbet. So who was this mysterious model? Art historians have speculated for years that Courbet's model for Le Origine du Monde was his favorite model, Joanna Heffernan, lover of his friend and American painter, James Whistler. She was the model for several other of his paintings, and it was rumored they were having an affair. Some people don't think that it was Joanna due to the fact that she has been depicted previously as a redhead. And in this painting, it is clear that this model is most likely a brunette. Documentary evidence, however, links this painting with a Constance Guinau, and my apologies for the pronunciation, a former dancer at the Paris Opera and a mistress of the Ottoman diplomat Halil Sarif Pasha, who commissioned the painting. Another potential model was Marie-Anne de Tourbet, who was also a mistress of Halil Sarif Pasha. So the model still remains a mystery today. Why was this painting so controversial? Other than the obvious that it completely changed the art world and was a depiction of the female nude form in a very full frontal way that had not been done before, Tracy Emin, a contemporary artist in a short interview about the origin of the world, when asked why she thought this painting was still so controversial, stated that it brings up shame for both men and women about looking and about wanting to look and all the emotions that it brings up for the viewer can be hard to confront. The fact that the painting is so real, pubic hair and all, and that it is so fleshy and inviting, that it still has the power to shock the viewer. And although moral standards and resulting taboos regarding the artistic display of nudity have changed since Courbet, 
owing especially to photography and cinema, the painting remained provocative. Its arrival at the Musée d'Orsay caused high excitement. According to postcard sales, the Origine du Monde is the second most popular painting in the Musée d'Orsay. I think what's interesting is that when I went and saw this painting, when I saw it in my art history books and we talked about it in my art history classes, uh, I was drawn to this painting for a lot of different reasons because it was this full frontal view of female genitalia, that it was shocking and beautiful and you could not look away and yet felt like you should look away and that it felt very intimate. Like you kind of walked in on this woman while she was kind of sleeping on this bed or something and that it felt very private and very intimate. When you see it in person, it is so, so realistic. The folds of the skin, the coloring of the skin, the shading, everything, um, the pubic hair, the way everything is kind of laid out. It is very, very, very real. And so when Tracy Emin was talking in her interview about this painting, about how it brings up this shame about wanting to look and about looking for both men and women, I definitely connected with that because at this time, when I was looking at this painting, I definitely was not as in tune with or as connected to my body, especially my own, you know, female genitalia. And um, it was before I was dancing and it was before I really was, you know, masturbating. It was before I was really aware of a lot of things sexually that I was interested in and being comfortable in admitting those things. Because it is just so in your face, there is that feeling, at least for me as the viewer, of yes, being shocked, um, being interested, not being able to look away, and yet feeling guilt and shame at kind of wanting to look and kind of being drawn to it. And it is, it's a very inviting, very sensual, very sexy, but very real painting um, that isn't this kind of idealized version of the female form. It is very much a raw version of the female form. And looking at this was so interesting because I was looking at this painting of this other woman, this unknown woman, and she might as well have been, you know, been me because I hadn't even looked at myself in that way. And it was, it just brought up a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings that were hard for me to confront. And I still find myself kind of thinking about this painting and it comes back to me, you know, time and time again. And I actually have a postcard of it um, that I bought when I was in France, when I saw this painting hanging by my front door. And um, I've always been interested to see how other people react to it because it's small and it's kind of hidden. You can only see it um, when the door is closed for sitting on my couch and you're looking towards my front door. And I've had guys that have come over kind of turn like they've I've seen them turn the postcard around or I found that they've turned the postcard around after they've left my house or um people look at it and kind of be shocked or be like oh interesting or hmm kind of be uncomfortable but also that a lot of people didn't know about this painting um and I thought that was also very interesting so I love this painting for a variety of reasons but I can understand why it's controversial and uncomfortable but also then that is why it is so important that we have it that's why it's so important that we show this painting and that we talk about it. So moving on from that into censorship today, obviously we still have censorship. Censorship is still something that artists, writers, and sex workers are still struggling with. Instagram and Facebook's dedication to ruining safe social media spaces of sex workers and censoring women's bodies relentlessly have negatively impacted our communities, not to mention FOSTA-SESTA and the initial threat of OnlyFans considering banning X-rated content. 
In some ways, you've gotten so used to it, it seems like it's only a matter of time before there are no safe online spaces to express freely. Here's hoping that's not the case. Fingers crossed that some sex worker coding geniuses create an online haven for all us babes to work our magic, connect to each other, share our creations, all with pure, unadulterated safety and freedom. Wouldn't that just be peachy? I'll end with this great quote from David Friedberg. In the end, those who seek to censor and destroy art testify to its power. Whether the work is seen as a symbol of something hated or disliked, or simply as a vessel of form. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.